Father, and the Son, and the Holy Spirit, one God. Amen. It's a blessing to be here today. Congratulations on the new location for St. Gregory's. Um, so, in I wanted to reflect on the life of St. Mary and how she is an example for us with responsibility and, but through humility. And I wanted to begin that with one of the gospel readings that we had yesterday, which was, said something pretty, pretty scary when you hear it, which is, now brothers will deliver a brother and a father, his child and children will rise up against parents. So I wondered to myself, is this possible, right? Can really our closest family members abandon us? Maybe out of fear for the reputation, right? Maybe a mother refuses to take her Shetty kid out because people will say that she's not a good mother. Maybe out of selfishness, maybe a sibling betrays another sibling for their own benefit. Maybe out of fear of not being good enough. Right? My wife and I just had a baby and the thought always comes up, can I really be a good enough father for this, for this child and, and to give him all the needs that he needs in order, in order to grow up to be a, a, a good man? So I want to reflect on how St. Mary's life, how she dealt with these types of thoughts, and how we are called to not only look at Christ as an example, but also His pure mother. And we'll find that rising against each other isn't just about inflicting harm or committing an act of evil against someone, but it can also be achieved by the lack of committing certain deeds, the lack of doing. And the reason why it's important for us to reflect on the life of St. Mary is because even when we read in the, there's a book called The Orthodox Afterlife, that those who had the, the blessing of, of, of seeing the, had the heavens or the afterlife, and those who had the blessings of seeing saints, you always find that they liken them to, to different levels of light. And among the saints, consistently you find that there's one of the saints who has the most amount of light. That all parts of this saint is filled with light. Unlike all of the other saints. And this one saint is Saint Mary. And so this is why we hold such reverence to the Mother of God, that she is the perfect example for us. So when we think about her life, the examples in her life, and the responsibilities that she had, and she was the mother of the Son of God, you would think that there's a dilemma. How do I, how do I take responsibility as being the mother of God? as being the mother of Jesus Christ, 
and fulfill my role as a mother, yet display it in, in full humility. And this is why it is perfect. She is the perfect mother, the pure, because in her responsibility, she always displayed it through humility. From the beginning, you have a 12-year-old girl who was approached by Archangel Gabriel and was called to bear Jesus Christ. Right? Imagine what an honor. And imagine what type of what, what our reactions would be if the Archangel Michael Gabriel appeared and, and told us of such a task. But instead of arguing with the Archangel, she just listened. Right? And her interaction with Archangel with the Archangel was very simple. And from this time, St. Mary expressed a sense of responsibility. She trusted that there was a purpose for her, and this was it. And instead of expressing resistance, she humbly accepted this responsibility. So you might say, well, wasn't, isn't that prideful that she didn't like argue? But we know that she didn't do this out of pride because... You find that she was trying to understand. Okay, how how does this work if I'm a virgin? It wasn't like Zacharias the priest where he was almost correcting the archangel. Right? Well, how can that be if I'm of old age? Right? How, How can it... It can't be possible because... My wife and I are old. It wasn't, okay, sounds good. How, do, how will this work so that, so that I understand the will of God and I don't allow my humanity to intervene or that I don't do something prematurely? So sometimes we also have a role to fill or a responsibility and sometimes we overthink them. And the example is that, that St. Mary gives us is that she responded with, I am the Lord's servant. I am the Lord's servant. Not, I, I, I don't deserve it. No, 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 this must be a mistake. You know, you know, there's something wrong here. Or you might be, you know, maybe this is just my imagination. No, she knew that this was a responsibility that was given to her. And she was excited Because she felt God's presence. She felt that this was the will of God. And it became clear to her that when she asked for clarification on how this birth, it was beyond the human capacity to understand. Right? And that's why it was important for her. That's how we assess that this was out of full submission. That it wasn't like, okay, I got it. I'll take care of it. Right? Sometimes when there's a responsibility, we just, without thinking, we just go for it. But she said, I need to understand so that I'm doing this in the will of God. What consoles our hearts in the midst of sometimes the overwhelming nature of responsibility is to just be objective. Right? To be objective about how I contribute to the functionality of our community, 
our church, our homes, that we have a role, right? We, we are members of each of these different areas. And if I am a member, then I, I should be doing something, right? But sometimes what stops our ability to fulfill our responsibilities is that we mix up humility with responsibility, or else what we perceive to be humility. Responsibility is to be accountable for something, right? But humility is executing in my responsibilities a Christ-like way, a Christ-like manner. Because this Christ-like manner, this path of humility, is to conquer human inclinations. And we will see that through, um, through more examples of St. Mary's life. Maybe, I, re- I remember growing up um, as a deacon, one of the, one of the, deacon, the lead deacons might tell another deacon, like, Tfadl, read the song, chant the song. And it can be like a 45 minute ordeal to read, to read the psalm. No, no, Mr. Hesh, no, I, I, can't, I can't read the psalm, or actually I don't even know the psalm. And this, psalm, this person may have read, chanted the psalm just yesterday, right? And so this isn't a sense of responsibility, right? Because in the midst of hearing from David the psalmist how to glorify the Lord, how to humble myself, or how to love ourselves because of how much God loves us, right? There's a duty. There's a duty, there's, there's a responsibility for the deacons to, to instruct this. Just like St. Paul said, speak to one another in psalms, songs, and hymns. So, um, I also remember... Uh, you know, it came to a point where I, you know, I did this too, and uh, the lead deacons told me, "Okay, do this," and I was like, "No, no, no." So he just stared at me, and and he didn't have to tell me what he was saying, because <laughs> he basically said, "Batal hebel," and just don't make this a big deal, and just just do it, because we're we're a function in the liturgical service. Right? And just like there would be a function in Sunday school, a function in our homes, right? different functions in our communities at work. Right? When we're at work and our boss says, go do this, you don't say, no, I don't deserve to do this. <laughs> right? They'll tell you, okay, you could walk out that door. Um, humility isn't just that I audibly recognize my weakness, right? Humility is conquering the brokenness of my humanity, submitting my, the, the, the ideas of my soul to the power of our spirits, because our spirits know God. Our spirits is the breath of God. When we look at the wedding of Cana of Galilee, it's one of the funniest stories to me. Because they run out of wine and St. Mary goes to her son and says, they have no wine. Right? She didn't say, okay, let me see if Jesus can do anything. 
She didn't say, could you pretty please do something about this? Right? She went to him and she said, they have no wine. I remember like, you know, imagine, imagine when we're young and our, and our mothers come to us and they say, your room is dirty. Right? It's not a, she's not saying, she didn't tell me, go clean your room. She just looks at me and says, your room is dirty. Obviously it's dirty. But in there is a command. Go, you better go clean your room. <laughs> and when Christ even responded to St. Mary and said that it wasn't his time yet, right? she told, she, she, she listened and he said, it's not, it's not the right time. So she looks at the servants, she says, do what he tells you to do. Right? She didn't, she didn't have this conversation with, with, with Christ. She said, there's no wine. Servants, listen to what he has to tell you. So with her, we think about why, why was this interaction so? Right? She wanted nothing more than to, to teach that above all things, I want to give comfort to the people. Imagine maybe what the embarrassment would have been like for the bride and the groom of that wedding, that in all the celebration they have all these, get, these guests and there's no wine. Maybe they'll feel inadequate, maybe they'll feel like we weren't able to make this a, a good celebration for the people to enjoy. St. Mary couldn't bear that thought. She couldn't bear because of how much love and care she showed. And so with her responsibility as the mother of God, she didn't compromise her care and love for the people. And also for us in our responsibilities, right? Christ said, okay, well, it's not the, it's not the time yet. And in our responsibilities, we have checklists, we have timelines, we have structure, and these things, they bind us. Right? However, for St. Mary, she prioritized the care for others. And I'll go out on a limb here and say that she may have thought in her wisdom that the miracle wouldn't have ruined Christ's plan. In her wisdom, knew that it's okay. This won't ruin your plan. So her responsibility was to teach the firmness that the comfort of others comes before our flexible preferences. Right? And it was executed in humility because she also knew that this would be the catapulting event that exposes Christ and ultimately change their lives further. Right? She knew that this would make a huge change, but for her, priority was love and care for the others. So she showed responsibility in teaching this, but humility in, in sacrificing herself and her family. Another example that we find is when St. Mary brought Christ to the temple, right? Her responsibility, she brought Jesus to the temple where we hear the famous Simeon praise, 
O Lord, now you are letting your servant depart in peace, for my eyes have seen your salvation. And she also, asked, she also offered the customary two turtle doves. And she didn't say, despite that she is the mother of God, she didn't say, well, this is the Son of God. Can I just offer one? Like, can I get a 50% discount? Right? Taking advantage of who she is. But she didn't compromise her love for God. She didn't compromise it regardless, despite the fact that she was chosen to be his mother. Sometimes the more we have, the more exposure we have, right, the less I feel obligated towards God. Maybe we consider it as a gift from God. I consider myself blessed and I just get too comfortable, right? So, well, I have everything that I wanted. What do I need God for? And in these events, Mary is always described as being surprised. And I think this is the basis for how she doesn't get too comfortable. Is we consistently find that when, when Simeon was, was singing this, was, was saying this praise, St. Mary was surprised. Right? It wasn't like, oh, the usual. No, it was always a surprise because of her humility. Sometimes we find this in our workplace too, right? But we misread what it means. And it's not, it's not always the case, but, but sometimes it is. We start in our companies and we're so happy. Right? We're so happy. And then we perform well in our work. And then when we perform well in our work, we're usually given more responsibility. And then we have three reactions. Three different reactions that, we choose, that, that some will be inclined to follow. The first is, I'm so overwhelmed, they're cheap, they don't want to hire anyone else. Right? AKA, I need more money. Like, make it worth it to me. Right? Or two, they want me to fail because they want to have a reason to fire me. Right? AKA, I'm a victim. And then there's the third one that St. Mary follows, right? They trust me and they want me to be responsible for more interests of the company, right? And that gives me more loyalty, more love for, to them, right? More appreciation, more thanksgiving. The reaction that we tend to see from St. Mary, despite her being so pure and being chosen to be the mother of God. So St. Mary didn't view her responsibility as punishment, right, or suffering. You know, oh, I'm suffering because, you know, it's hard to balance how do I be a mother and how do I, you know, like he's this, he's, Archangel said he will be called the son of God. It didn't stop her from being a mother. And it only gave her more reason to put her trust in the Lord. Then we find Jesus in the temple. Right? St. Mary took Jesus to Jerusalem for the feast of the Passover. Right? As was customary. And it says that 
it was, I mean, it was over a day's journey to travel. And they were traveling back, and at this point it was a day's journey, and they realized that Jesus wasn't with them. So she returns back immediately. Right? Imagine the frustration knowing that, like, where is he? And she had to travel a day's journey back. So she goes and she sees, she's amazed that Christ is preaching to people. And they're, they're so, they're gazing and they're so attentive. But what did she do when she came up to him? Did she say, Jesus, right? You know, it's okay, I'll let it go. You know, did she say, okay, I feel frustrated, but I can't say anything. Because you're such a good boy. Right? No, she said, Son, why have you done this to us? Look, your father and I have sought you anxiously. Right? And then it says, And Christ obeyed and returned with them. Maybe if our children forget to tell us that they have to be picked up from practice or something, from soccer practice. Right, and they call, and conveniently, they're five minutes. You're five minutes away from them. Right, we might say our responsibility is to be their parent and to go pick them up and to take them home, and right. But maybe there's a part of our humanity that's like, I'm, I'm going to give him a taste of his own medicine. I'm, I'm going to wait another half hour. I'm five minutes away, but I'm going to wait five, another thirty minutes just to prove a point. Right. But we find that St. Mary went immediately back. So she was responsible by effectively communicating her feelings as a mother, right? That her and Joseph were anxious. But how she executed her responsibility was through humility, right? Because she didn't exude physical force. She didn't inflict, she didn't feel compelled to inflict any type of suffering, you know, by saying, oh, I'm going to wait two more days, I'm going to make sure I get my rest, and then I'll go. She was still responsible as a mother, but she conquered the inclinations of our humanity through her, her humility. So the example we take from St. Mary is that she shows us that when we rise against each other, it's because we allow the brokenness of humanity to take over us. And St. Mary is the perfect example of being a mother. Not just that she gave birth to Christ, right? but she defined motherhood. And she was a mother in responsibility, but a perfect mother in her, through her humility. We can be mothers, fathers, sisters, mothers, brothers, sisters, you know, cousins, spouses, siblings. We can be all of those. But what we're called to be are perfect brothers, sisters, spouses, children, mothers, fathers. And not just in the things obvious to people, right? Not just the major things, but in everything we do, even the littlest things. Right? The other day I was making a sandwich for my wife and I. And there were four slices of toast. Two center slices and two ends huge dilemma 
Because I hate the ends. And I know she doesn't really like them either. So, um, I know that you know she's taking care of the baby. If I make her a sandwich, she'll be appreciative of it. It's my responsibility as her husband that when I see her tired I, and she hasn't eaten, I need to feed her. So I fulfilled this one, right? So as I'm making the sandwich, I can, I'm thinking if I give her the ends, she'll probably eat it, right? She's just starving. So she'll just eat it anyway. And I'm happy too because I get the center slices, right? But am I, do, would, I, would I display the humility of St. Mary? That yes, I'm fulfilling the responsibility of being a husband. But am I doing it perfectly? Am I, am I fulfilling it perfectly? In that out of selflessness, I give her the center slices? And so... I gave her the center slices, but I put a lot of mayo in my sandwich to cover the taste. Um, but we see from St. Mary that we have to take responsibility in a perfect way. We have to fulfill it in, through humility. And we also see that we have to take, we have to approach our responsibilities objectively, right, when they come our way. And just as God granted grace to St. Mary to fulfill this responsibility as being the mother of God, He too will grant us grace. He too will grant us grace. But what we have to willingly choose is the perfection of how we act on our responsibilities. Right? St. Mary willingly chose to fulfill her responsibilities perfectly. She chose to do it perfectly because she humbled herself. So during this time, we ask that St. Mary intercede for us before God to grant us responsibility and humility so that we may reflect the radiance of her light and offer it before her Son, to whom be the glory, both now and ever and be.